Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Whatever final thing, but... Oh, All right, problem. guys, welcome to our recording. So let's start off with um, introducing everybody. I just want you to tell me a little bit about yourself, um, if you guys are active military, if you're a veteran, and uh, let's just start with there. So um, who wants to start? Umar, do you want to start? Uh, sure. So hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Uh, but hi, I'm Umar. Uh, I'm an intern TA at Copeltoon. Um, I'm not affiliated with the military in any way, but I've been working with uh, some of the guys on the team for, for the past few months in, in class and, uh, and at the hackathon as well. Awesome. Who's next? Go ahead. Just jump in. Sure. I'm, right, uh, uh, I'm Ty Cavanaugh. Oh, did I? Sorry, did I cut you? Okay. Um, I was a Navy corpsman. Uh, I got out just at the beginning of uh, this year. Uh, jumped right into like sort of an IT job that I would just studied. You know, I studied on my on my breaks while I was in enough to to land a decent enough job because you don't really have to know much, especially a, a clearance. Um, and, and it was all right. And uh, but then I just kind of was like, I want to do more creative stuff. Uh, so I started trying to see how good development. Jumped into Copeltoon, so that's where we are right now. We're about ha- halfway through Copeltoon, uh, learning how to do for full stack software engineering. Awesome. Who's next? Yeah, I'm Brian Slusher, ten uh, year Army veteran. I was preventive medicine. I was the guy that told people to wash their hands. Uh, Pretty much for the last while, I've been working in a, in the pharmacy, and I I decided that I wanted to change. I had a few days left on my VA benefits, and uh, the vet tech program required one. So I thought, what the heck? And I jumped right in. I haven't looked back since. Awesome. I think, Morgan, you're the last one? I suppose so. Um, yeah, so I'm Morgan Morris. Uh, I am going to be retiring in February and, uh, I, I've been in special operations for, uh, for my entire career, uh, which kind of led to the, the idea for the app is, uh, that we made for the hackathon. Uh, I've worked with a lot of, uh, foreign nationals and, you know, had, uh, a number of different interpreters and with this whole Afghanistan you know, withdrawal fiasco that's been going on. Uh, one of my interpreters' families uh, stuck in Kabul and they're trying to help get them out. Uh, you know, there's there's a ton of people who are trying to get out. Um, so that was kind of the, the original thought behind the app. So it's a good segue, I guess. Yeah, well, let's start talking about the app and how it came together. So group seven, right? Is that what your, your team seven? I believe. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Tell yeah. us about the app that yeah. you guys created. What, what was it about? What was the idea behind it? Sure. So, so I was going to say, um, like all similar to what we tried to do with our presentation, um, like I'll give a little bit more overview, um, uh, if you want to kind of, uh, you know, tie up the, uh, 
you know, linking the, uh, the overall idea to some of the technical aspects. And then uh, Ty uh, uh, and Brian, you guys talk about the, uh, you know, the, the inner workings of the, awesome. uh, the app. Uh, yeah, so the idea was essentially a way to, uh, to authenticate <clears throat> and securely communicate with, uh, with people overseas. So one of the bigger problems that, uh, that I've been seeing with folks in Afghanistan is, you know, there's a whole bunch of people in the United States who have worked with, with Afghans. And so we're, we've got that two-way communication still going on. And so we all take that information about those families that we're trying to help. We pass that along to God knows who many people uh, to try and help them in one way or another. And then the, the folks over overseas start getting emails. And we are finding that very often there are emails or text, message, text messages sent that are phony. Uh, it's Taliban who are sending the messages saying, hey, we're with the, uh, you know, a foreign aid uh, organization and you should go to, we need you to go to this place at this time. And they show up and they get rounded up and, you know, very bad things happen, right? So we wanted to have a way to, uh, to authenticate who they're talking to. Um, so with that backstory, I'm going to pass this off to Umar. Thanks, Mike. Um, so yeah, basically our project, which is called Secure Aid, um, allows people, uh, whether on the ground or organizations, uh, or affected individuals to establish secure lines of communication, um, uh, with essentially people who can help them get out of whatever situation they're in. Um, so our platform can be used basically for any conflict anywhere in the world. It's not necessarily localized, which is one of, one of the best things about it. Um, so how Secure Aid works is that we use a centralized database. Uh, ooh, weird. Okay. Apparently uh, my computer decided to glitch. Um, so Secure Aid uses a centralized database of uh, individuals, uh, again, both in terms of people who are on the ground, uh, people who are being affected, and organizations, um, and essentially creates one-on-one -on -one, uh, communications channels between our trusted individuals, such as, you know, members of aid organizations or, um, say, people who know people in Afghanistan or other such countries, etc. basically trusted individuals um, with the vulnerable people who, who are trying to help. Um, and then over time, as these one-on-one -on -one secure channels get used more, um, we can get more information about the uh, specific needs and conditions of the people uh, who need our help. So for example, if uh, let's say you're connecting with a family in, in Afghanistan and they need like specific medical assistance, uh, well, we get that request. Somebody you know who knows about that family would tell come to security and tell us, you know, hey, we know these people on the ground. We need to find a way to get them medical aid, and so we would connect them with uh, somebody who we know from say America uh, who runs a medical aid organization. And then they would get in touch using that one-on-one -on -one secure channel with the individual on the ground. And then through the course of more conversation, you know, you can fill in more details about, say, what specific aid they need, whether it's like, do they need insulin or maybe they've got a medical problem, but they also, for example, need transport or passports and so on. And using that system, we're able to just establish a series of secure one-on-one -on -one communication links between trusted individuals in order to get these people the help they need. Uh, and with that, I will pass it off to Ty and Brian to talk about how our system works.
Awesome. Yeah. So um, we started out, we had some kind of different ideas about how to do authentication, how we're going to do communication. Essentially the core of our system, we just took like none of us, I don't think, I don't think any of us had ever worked with Django before, but we uh, figured that was the way to go. Uh, And it was, uh, had, you know, it been people who are better with Django. Um, But we did, I think we did it a a lot in the, uh, by kind of looking at different projects that existed before using the documentation of Django channels. Uh, We were able to build like a a chat app, some authentication mechanisms um, and stuff like that. Um, And yeah, it ended up, uh, it ended up being quite a challenge though to figure out all the different like particularities of Django on the fly while also trying to create something. Discovering that like Django one, two and three different like components built for those don't necessarily all work together very great. Um, had a lot of fun with that. Um, trying to even try to figure out how to just get CSS to work was interesting for someone who never used Django before. Um, so it's pretty interesting. Um, we also had Michael who's not here. He did the, uh, I, did, I did sort of like everything. I did the Django that wasn't the database while well, he did the models and, and backend, uh, like the back backend side as well. Um, so and then, um, yeah, no, everybody, everybody definitely put a lot of work in trying to figure all these technologies that we were unfamiliar with out. And then funny enough, this week right now, all of us are learning Django. So it's like, oh, I really wish I <laughs> knew exactly how to do that. Yeah. Do this about a week and a half ago. <laughs> One other thing that should be mentioned is we also had a graded assessment uh, that same weekend that we did the hackathon. So it was... <laughs> A long weekend. Yeah, I get to redo that one. (laughs) All right. So how did you guys determine who was going to work on what? I mean, now you guys are doing this other class. So give me a little bit of background. You guys kind of know each other from doing this. Does everyone know each other? Or did you guys know each other prior to the hackathon? Prior to the hackathon, yes. Uh, We're all in the same cohort together. Okay. Okay. Umar is one of our main TAs, and he is an absolutely fantastic resource. Uh, but uh, Ty, Morgan, and myself, we're all students in there, and we have very limited background in uh, in web development. So it was actually okay. fun to see exactly where we stand at this point in our learning. Uh, it was kind of a test, right? <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Level. It was fun. All right. So you had a little bit of a benefit because you kind of knew each other, which, you know, might be different than other teams. And then how did you guys determine who was going to do what? What did that process look like? So I guess in the beginning, it was mostly just a lot of brainstorming on everyone's part to figure out what our project was actually going to look like. Um, And by the end of a Friday evening, I think, we'd actually come away with a, a concrete idea for for secure rate and for the system we wanted to implement. And then after that, it just ended up, you know, turning into, well, how do we break down our idea into smaller subparts that we can divvy up? Um, so, you know, the course has been going on now for about like two months. So we've had experience. Some people have had experience with databases and the basics of Django and HTML and so on. And basically the main way that we decided who would work on which part is simply by saying, who feels the most comfortable working on X, Y, and Z? So, for example, like Morgan and Matthew felt really comfortable working with the SQL uh, databases and that part of the back end. Um, and Ty and Brian were, and Adam were working on the front end uh, because they just felt more comfortable with that material. So that really helped us to get things going a lot faster. 
Oh, well, what uh, were some of the? Oh, did you go ahead? You can say something. Oh, uh, I'm reading something right here. Uh, the one of the interesting ones, and I don't know if it made it into the final project uh, or final version of what we did was uh, we had to figure out an uh, an algorithm to encrypt our data. That was actually a really interesting thing to do uh, because what we wanted to try to do was, uh, regardless of the language at of what was being typed in, it would be encrypted on our end. In, so they could put an innocuous uh, text in. No one would see an English language on their phone whatsoever. And it would come into our database as their language. But on our end, it would be an innocuous uh, text that would match up to the database so we know who we're talking about. So uh, that was an interesting integration. Uh, I'm, I'll, all I did was create the algo, but I believe it was either Ty or Morgan that was going to, was implementing it at that time. <laughs> and uh, they say I was working on the front end, but <laughs> uh, during that entire week that we were doing that, I had blown out my knee. So <laughs> I was trying to relearn it on the fly. <laughs> so it was actually a really interesting, uh, interesting thing to work on. Yeah, she, well, I, that kind oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I just kind of like to talk a little more about that. Um, the, the real th challenge was trying to connect everything because like the whole Django chat communication platform had like use sockets and it had all that built in HTTPS encryption. But then our front end to connect to it, we weren't really sure about even how to go about that. So we were trying to figure that out on the fly. That was the part that he was talking about, um, how to tie it all together in a, in a way that, that ended up being probably the biggest challenge we faced. That's exactly what I was going to ask is what was the biggest challenge you guys faced? So that would, that would be it. Well, also the simple fact that all my uh, teammates were working on Linux or Apple and here I am <laughs> on a windows machine trying to <laughs> try to run a bin uh, to run their uh, virtual environments and just getting errors all over the place. <laughs> so I've got to try to figure out, okay, how to make my windows play nicely with Mac. Okay. which do not like to play well. Right. Yeah, I think just going off of what, what Brian was saying, um, the partial compatibility between the different operating systems that everyone was using <laughs> did make it a very interesting experience. Um, but I will say that, you know, for pretty much all of Sunday right until deadline, the main thing that we were, like, as a group, we were all focusing on was how to integrate all of our different parts together. Uh, which I personally feel was one of the most valuable learning experiences um, out of out of the hackathon, just learning how to connect up everything. But at the same time, as previously mentioned, it definitely was one of the, the most challenging parts and something that we're hoping to expand on uh, in future iterations. Well, like I was telling you guys uh, during that Sunday, was it was it's good to get get to this troubleshooting now because we've got a group project that has to come up. Uh, in January. So we're going to be facing these exact same problems. It's good to get them out of the way now. Uh, so we know what we're dealing with. I, I will also say that, uh, you know, 
coming into a, a, a group challenge and, you know, kind of showing up and needing to have a framework to be able to do all this. And, you know, we haven't learned about Django until, until <laughs> after the, uh, the hackathon, you know? Uh, so like learning Django on the fly and, and implementing everything together, I think was, uh, was definitely a, a significant challenge. And I got to say that like the whole team were, everybody was rock stars on this stuff. Uh, just typical, like, military mindset of, hey, it doesn't have to be pretty, but we're going to do whatever it takes to make this thing work. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of the team for, uh, for making it work. Was there anything that kind of surprised you guys um, as far as, um, you know, you're overcoming obstacles right and left. I'm sure there's stuff that pops up. You're under, you know, a time limit, all the stuff that, that comes with just being part of a hackathon. Was there anything else in particular you guys learned or were you surprised that certain things happened the way they did? Did you have anything, you know, were you lucky at any point? I mean, did, did you have any kind of experiences like that? Personally, I feel like the main thing that I and I'm sure the rest of the team were surprised by by the end was that in literally less than three days, we had gone from, you know, just the basic idea that we were going to work on something to a working nearly finished product. Um, yeah. And, you know, having gone through like the brainstorming process and debugging and coming up with different ideas and so on, that I think just like seeing how much we were able to get done in such a short amount of time, uh, and which with you know such high quality work to boot, that I think was probably one of the one of the coolest things about about the hackathon. I was um, uh, I was happily yeah. surprised at uh, at how good the other team's presentations were. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever and I know we were guilty of this too. Looking at the uh, the initial uh, sheet of you know, hey, this team is doing this project, or whatever. The, the descriptions that were given were uh, pretty bland. And whenever it came time for the actual end presentation, like, man, those teams had some awesome presentations. And, uh, you know, our, our team did not place, but I don't feel bad about that at all because, uh, uh -oh. yeah, there, man, there was some, some really high quality stuff. So what happens now? What happens with the, the app now? So right now, uh, we're not really sure. Um, we're hoping to work together and develop it into something more coherent, more cohesive, and ideally something marketable uh, in the f in the near future. Uh, we're thinking about you know maybe working together to make this into our our course final project. Um, but regardless, the the app will persevere and continue on in some form, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, awesome. Anybody else have anything they want to add? Yeah, I mean, this was definitely a, a really fun project. Um, but ideally, we want to actually be able to help folks. And, you know, this is certainly a, a very possible way to do that. And so, yeah, the, the hope is that we can take this to market and actually make an impact in people's lives. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. It all came from a hackathon. And this is the first time you guys have done hackathons, I think you said? No? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, for me, yeah. That's awesome. So you never know, right? A, a, a little bit of pressure is good. 
<laughs> walk away with this great idea. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for being part of the hackathon. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you for having us. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, stay where you're at.